What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Life's a Garden. It's our fourth annual Halloween special, which means there's going to be plenty of tricks. There's going to be plenty of treats. Might be some scares along the way, but the one thing that's for certain, we're going to have a hellbilly of a good time. So let's kick this thing off properly, and I'll say to you... Very special episode indeed. Um, drinking Budweiser, of all things, one of my least favorite beers. But we got to cheers. We got to toast to a special occasion. This was literally the only beer that was in my fridge. It was left over from the, our CD release show. So, bottoms up, I guess. <sighs> Told you there was going to be some tricks. So, that's the first trick of the night, I guess. Um... Happy Halloween, everybody. How is everybody doing out there? Happy Halloween. One of the funnest times of the year. Always fun to dress up. Always fun to go out and have a good time. Um, I will just say right off the top, if you are going out, if you're planning on partying and doing all that stuff, be safe. Be responsible. Drive. uh, Find a safe driver. Things like that. Don't get in fights. You know, Let's all have a good time. Let's have fun. Let's be respectful. Let's be responsible. And let's have fun. And I guess by the time this even comes out, all the big festivities are going to be over anyway. So hopefully you were safe. Hopefully everything went over smooth. And hopefully you guys had a good time with it. Um, winter's here apparently already. The cold has already snuck snuck in. Uh, which, honestly, what could be more terrifying than that? You know, besides uh, inevitable world war conflict that we're uh, on the brink of currently. Um, and this is a special edition episode, so I don't want to bring anything down and talk about, you know, what's going on over in the Middle East right now, but I do want to at least take a quick moment just to say our thoughts are with those in the Middle East. Um, I'll get more into that. I'll get more in depth with all that next week. I don't want to, you know, I want to, I want to devote uh, enough time to that and like give it my proper input but I didn't want to glance over it this week just because we are doing our Halloween special I didn't want to glance over the atrocities that are being had over there I didn't want to like ignore that and and pretend like it wasn't happening so just for right here right now I wanted to make a small quick acknowledgement of of those events and I will probably next week or in the following weeks um, talk more in depth about those things and give my thoughts and, and things that I, I want to say about it. But today we're having fun. This is a fun episode. We're having our Halloween special. So let's not dampen the mood with all that. And let's have a jolly good time. Um, the winter though, the weather, this, it snuck up on us way too quickly, was not prepared for it at all. Every now and again, we get a snow right before Halloween, right around this time. And the fact, hopefully this is just a teaser. Hopefully we're just getting a a little taste 
of the early winter because God, I don't, I'm not ready. And I guess in the worst case, maybe we get a short winter. Like the winter doesn't drag all the way into May this year, but who knows? Um, yeah. So if you couldn't tell by now, which you should have, especially with that intro song, I am dressed up as Rob Zombie this year. And might I fucking say kudos to me. Like I sat down and looked at myself on the camera. I see, you know, I can see it. And I'm like, dude, you fucking nailed it. I have set such a precedent for myself that I have to keep leveling up or matching my costumes. Like I've, it's hard to like, go year to year and like do better than you did last year. Like I thought I knocked it out of the park last year with little Nikki. That was one of my all time favorite costumes. A few years back I did, uh, I did, um, stone cold, Steve Austin. One of my favorite costumes I've ever done. I've done Joe dirt. And a uh, few, that was the first, uh, Halloween special on here. I was Joe dirt. I did Conor McGregor. And then, like I said, last year was little Nikki and now Rob zombie, but I have literally set the bar. For myself that I have to like match, match the, the just like intensity. And like, I love like piecing a costume together. I don't like going out and getting store-bought costumes. Obviously I bought like the wig and little things here and there. Fucking house of a thousand corpses shirt. Thought that was pretty rad. I found that thing. Um, but yeah, it's like, I love piecing together a costume. And to see the final product, like you're just, I bought most of this shit on the internet. So I had no idea how it was going to look coming in. And lo and behold, you know, um, it, I think it turned out great. Like the beard, I wasn't sure how that was going to look spraying the beard and all that, bro. This might be on my top three all time greatest costumes that I've ever done. Like it looks badass, and Rob Zombie's badass. This is, I've, I've had this idea for a long time. I've been wanting to do Rob Zombie like it's it's been in my in my queue for a while as possible costumes. And this year I made sure I sought out to do a costume where I didn't have to shave my beard like last year where I did little Nikki. And then the year two years ago, I shaved it down to do Joe Dirt. And I was like, I don't want to shave the beard this year. And I'm glad I didn't because apparently we're getting into the cold weather already. So I need as much scruff as I can get to keep this beautiful face, nice and warm. Um, so Rob Zombie was on the short list of characters I could do with a beard. And dude, am I stoked that I did it. And not to mention, this is the music year. This whole year has been about music. We put out our CD. We played more shows in my band than ever before. I've had most of the band members on the podcast this year. This, and I've had a lot of musical guests this year on the show. So it just seemed fitting to be a iconic musical, not only just musical, a horror musical character. And it's just perfect. It's perfect. Um, I couldn't be happier with my decision to, to be Rob Zombie. And, and the final product speaks for itself. Like when you, when you, when you piece it together and you, and you're just like, dude, you nailed it. Like, accomplishment made. I feel so happy with, with all of it. The tattoos sure look nice too, huh? Maybe, uh, something to come. I might have to, I might have to, uh, emulate that here soon because that looks fucking cool. 
Um, on the on the uh, topic of costumes, though, one thing I always like to do and always like to think about is what are the yearly most popular costumes going to be? Like when you go out to the costume contests or like, yeah, costume contests or, or Halloween parties or whatnot, which costumes are you going to see the most or just nationwide? What is going to be the on average most worn costume? And I've come down to the conclusion that the, the most popular men's costume will probably be Maverick or Goose or something from Top Gun. The most popular women's costume is going to be Wednesday. By the way, I just have to say this. I don't remember if I've ever talked about watching the Wednesday series. I watched it a few months back. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, I had, like, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that when everybody jumps on the train, if everybody's, like, down watching the same thing and it's it's the hot topic of of the year or, or of the month or whatever i i genuinely don't like to get on the bandwagon i'll watch it later like i did with wednesday but at when it came out last year i wasn't interested like i didn't have any i, I just was like yeah 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 wednesday adam's family whatever like everybody's talking about it i'm sure it's good but also like that's not necessary I didn't know what to think of it. You know what I mean? My my initial interpretation was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this or if this is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy. Dude, completely blew my expectations. Like, I, it, I, I was completely wrong. It was, it was a great series. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Fantastic. I even started watching it a second time. I ended up not finishing it, but I got my mom hooked on it. I thought it was a fantastic series. So Wednesday to be one of the most popular women's costumes, well-earned, well-deserved. And it's a great Halloween costume in general. So that's going to be the most popular women's costume. The most popular couple's costume is undoubtedly going to be Barbie and Ken. Now, you could say Barbie will most likely be a very high candidate to be the most popular women's costume. but if we're if we're coupling couples costumes in the mix too, I think you're going to see a lot of Barbie and Ken or Barbie and Oppenheimer. They'll do the Barbenheimer thing. I could see that. Like if the guy is not interested in being, because everybody, all these couples want to do couples costumes and blah blah blah. Um, I get it. They're fun. I do like doing team costumes. But um, if the if the guy doesn't want to be Ken, which Especially if you're a not good looking guy, like that's a hard one to pull off. You're going to want to be Oppenheimer because that's a, obviously a much cooler men's costume to be. And it's, it's trendy. It makes sense. It's fun. You know, whatever. So I've been having audio issues lately. So I've been very like sticklery about my audio. So if I keep finicking around with the, with the mix board, I apologize. But I, I just want good audio for you guys. Because I, with the hat and the hair, I can't wear the headphones. So I, I can't really, like, gauge my volume. So I have to kind of keep keep an eye on the on the audio meter. Um, as far as, like, and then all my friends are having kids and stuff. So it's, it's fun to watch them do family costumes. Like, my friend Mac and his wife Savannah. 
they're they're all dressing up like Sesame Street because their daughter really likes Elmo. So she's gonna be Elmo. Uh, their, their new son, their newborn son, I think is gonna be Cookie Monster. Um, Savannah's gonna be Big Bird, and Max gonna be Oscar the Grouch, which is like perfect. So that's kind of fun and cute, you know. It's it's interesting to see because they they were like Vikings one year. They were I think Doc Holiday, and like she she was just like a Western gal. So it's 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 funny to see them be like those kind of characters, and now they're being like Sesame Street, and they'll they'll be like Paw Patrol and shit like that. So it's kind of funny to watch like the evolution of of uh, costumes with families and. When, when guys get girlfriends and now they got to like do couples costumes, like fuck that dude, it would have been noise. It would have been real noise. If I had a gal that wanted to be uh Sherry moon zombie, how rad would that have been? That's a great couples costume and hell I'm going to have this costume forever. So I'll be able to rock this thing again. Um, speaking of like, just since we were talking about Rob zombie and whatnot, like, I've been a fan of Rob Zombie forever, so I guess I, I'll share some of my favorite Rob Zombie mom- memories, because I've seen him in concert three times, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. I saw him with Alice Cooper, which was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. The first time I ever saw him was with Ozzy, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, I was like really young, so it doesn't have as much staying. Like I wish I could have seen Ozzy when I was, you know, had more appreciative of seeing that. Um, still a great show. Like I do remember it. I just don't think it like meant as much to me as it would have. And then, uh, I saw him a third time with Marilyn Manson actually. So, so crazy enough, all three times I saw Rob Zombie were with each with three other like iconic kind of horror themed metal art or rock metal artists. Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, and Marilyn Manson. Now, the, Mar- the the last time I saw Rob Zombie, so Marilyn Manson comes out looking like a slug. The dude, like, he's all, he's a tall guy, right? He wears platform boots, but he's built like a bowling pin. He His chin, he's got no chin anymore. He's fatter than hell. Um... I was excited to see Marilyn Manson because I'd never seen him before. Put on a decent show, but he's just like, he's like slugging around the stage, just like, oh, all fat, you know? Like, it was, it was fucking bizarre. Oh, shit. I just scratched my eye and I have paint on it. That's going to be hard for me to remember to do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be itching my beard and get fucking, my, my hand's going to be all black by the end of the night. Thank God I'm wearing a black shirt. Um... But yeah, I think the, and, and that might've been the best time I saw Rob Zombie was at that last show with Marilyn Manson because first you see Marilyn Manson coming out just like fucking like he's on, he, like he was on some fucking like sleeping pills, just, just lackadaisically fucking walking around all slow and lethargic. And Rob Zombie comes out like he, like he just did a fucking line of Coke. He was jumping around just, oh. Crazy man, the guy's like fifty some years old. He's probably almost he's he's almost sixty, I think, and he's jumping around like a fucking like he's twenty. You know, the one thing I didn't get that I wish I had got for the costume was his big boots that he always wears. But I wanted to make sure I got things that I was also still gonna wear 
beyond this, not just like a one-off thing. So I bought items that I thought maybe I would use in the future. But anyway, um, gosh, yeah, Rob Zombie concerts, man. I, I've never been disappointed by him. He always puts on a good show. He's always, oh, that's the one thing I will remember about the first one, the first time I saw Rob Zombie. Dude loves, loves nudity, right? He's always got chicks dancing on stage half naked or, or fully naked, or t I guess topless. They'd have to be topless. But, and actually, I'm not sure if that's even allowed in, in a live performance. I think they'd have to wear like X's over their nipples or something like that. Cause I'm not sure what the rules are with that. But I do remember, and now keep in mind, when I saw Rob Zombie with uh, Ozzy, I think that was like 2006 or I think seven. No, no, no. It was like 2007 or eight, something like that. It was in that general area. So I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I was just uh, in, in middle school. And I'll never forget. They're, they had a camera panning around the audience and just chicks pulling their tits out. I'm a, I'm a fucking horned up teenager at this time. So, and we didn't have internet at that point. So any tits I saw, I was like just drooling. So that's what I remember about that show actually. Always has great pyrotechnics. Always has like a great stage performance. And in general, rock and metal is the sounds of Halloween. You know what I mean? These are the, these are the bands that, and the musicians that create the music for Halloween. They're the best Halloween bands. Now, if I had to, I already listed the four, you know, I, honest to God, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, Ozzy Osbourne, and fucking Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen, too. Just a just an absolute performer. It's like it's like fucking um, horror Cirque du Soleil. You know, he, it's a show. It's like it's like a theater show with with music. It's like a musical, I guess. I don't know what the fuck how why I just circled around completely to I went from Cirque du Soleil to what I should have said is a musical because clearly that's what it would have been. But yeah, it's a whole performance. Both of those, all the, all four of those guys are very performative artists, and they all have very like Ozzy, Bark at the Moon, uh, Mr. Crowley, Diary of a Madman, like these are such great dark, like haunting type songs. Marilyn Manson, you got like the Beautiful People, uh, um, Cooper, Alice Cooper, you got Feed My Frankenstein, just. Perfect, perfect songs. But of course, of course, the king, the king of, of horror music is Rob Zombie. His name's Zombie. You got like, as we opened the show with, Living Dead Girl, one of the best. Dragula, fucking Super Beast. And then you can, you know, there's so many songs from, uh, from White Zombie too that are fantastic. Like See This time around Like normally I don't play music From other musicians Because I'll get demonetized I'm definitely going to catch A couple of copyright Claims for using Both those songs In this episode But I don't give a fuck Because A I don't make money so why not just play good music on the show? And if I do ever somehow make money on this show, I'm cool with 
giving it to Rob Zombie for the Halloween episodes. Dressed as Rob Zombie? Give it to him. I don't care. I'm cool with it. Give him all the money from my episode. From, from this one. Doesn't bother me none. I don't make any, I don't make a cent on these. I'd rather entertain you with good music. So fuck it this year. Trick or treat. I'm like, I'm like fat Rob Zombie. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm going as this year. I'm fat Rob Zombie. You can just call me slob zombie. For real. <laughs> that's who I am. Um, but got so other just any other musicians or artists though that I would put in the Halloween horror music theme, you know. Uh Ghost is a great one. Ghost has great songs and they're very like haunting, you know, performative band as well. Um you know, you would say like bands like Slipknot or or uh Mushroom Head would be in there, but their their songs aren't very like Halloweeny. Maybe Blomp from uh, Mushroom Head would kind of be in that realm. But, I mean, the masks, yeah, that's that feels like Halloween. But the music doesn't really re- reflect that vibe as much. Obviously, you could say Black Sabbath, Dio. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of good ones. And there's a lot of one-off songs, too. There's a lot of bands that, that do good songs. I mean, you got I, I can't not mention the band Halloween, of course. Halloween, The Misfits, uh, King Diamond. Those are all great ones, too. Anything old school, too, like Iron Maiden would be perfect. There's a lot of good shit. A lot of good shit for, for Halloween-type music. And you know what? Just to, just to cover... Not, it's, not all, it's not always just rock and metal. Because I'm going to throw this one out there, too. Because also, a lot of her songs are very... Halloween-like, or very, like, kind of dark and spooky, and, you know, and that is, of course, my big-titted goth queen, Billie Eilish. My, my, my celebrity love, she makes some pretty, like, eerie-type songs, so you, I could see her being thrown on, on some playlists for Halloween, for a Halloween party. Now, we can't, we can't talk about Halloween without bringing up of course, one of the biggest staples of Halloween. The candy. The treats. We got we had some tricks. We got some treats. The candy. Okay? Hallow- now, a lot of holidays. There, there's what I would consider to be candy holidays. These are the holidays where the shelves start just getting stacked with candy. Because that's like the thing is to buy candy for these specific holidays. Easter. Valentine's Day. Christmas is a is a candy holiday for sure. But the king of the candy holidays is Halloween. Because candy is an essential part of Halloween for some people. You know? For uh Damn it, where'd my headphones go? One second there, guys. One second. I do want to ch- I, I I did not think about this. I want to make sure I'm not getting any static. Sorry about this. Check, check. Okay, we're good. That'd be the biggest trick of them all, wouldn't it? If I went through this whole episode and I had some fucking audio issues 
that would like completely just ruin this episode. Because when I when I bump this mic, sometimes it scratches. It gives like a, a loud noise. And if I don't have my headphones on, I can't tell if that's happening. And so I get stressed out and I freak out that my, you know, audio is fucking up. So I just want to make sure it's not like crackling on you guys. Um, but yeah, Halloween is the king of the candy holidays. Like I said, it's it's an essential part of Halloween for a portion, the children, you know? I mean, obviously, Easter baskets, that's a big deal. But you can, here's the thing. Remove candy from Valentine's Day. Remove it from uh, Easter and Christmas. And you can still do those holidays properly without candy. Halloween doesn't exist without candy. Trick or treat. Now, I suppose you could be one of those fucking assholes that does an apple for Halloween or, I mean, a soda's cool. Or, or like my Uncle Mike, who used to hand out toothbrushes and, and uh, toothpaste. Don't be that guy. Don't be that asshole, okay? Don't be handing out bullshit for Halloween. And for God's sakes, hand out good candy. And these are the good candies, okay? Reese's Cups. Full Reese's Cups. I'm talking like the full cup. Don't. There's a difference, man. Those little ones suck ass. They are not nearly as good. I'll eat them. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat them. I'll eat the hell out of them. But you got to get the full cup. The full cup is way better. Mini Snickers, bomb. Mini Milky Ways, bomb. Whoppers, suck. Uh, Milk Duds, suck. These are ones that suck. Um, don't be handing out candy corn. We're not eight. You're not getting 80 year old people knocking on the door. These are children. That's child abuse. If you're handing out fucking, uh, candy corn. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Call the cops on your ass. Um, I starburst, dude, the, the, the tool, the two pack of starburst, when you get those ones and you find out if you open it up and you got a red and a pink, Bro, you won the jackpot. If you open up and you get double yellow, bad day for you, man. You you had a bad break on that one because the, uh, those fucking, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like doing a scratch off when you're, when you're doing the, this, um, starbursts. It's like doing a scratch off. You're unveiling, you want to pull back. Do I got the good ones? Yes, I got it. Or if it's yellow, Laffy Taffy, killer. Again, besides yellow. If you're going to be a decent human being, just pick out the yellow ones if you get a Laffy Taffy bucket. Pick out all the yellow ones, nobody wants them, and hand out the good shit. Uh, Smarties are great. Jolly Ranchers are awesome. I've always been more of a chocolate guy, but I can get down on some like gummy snacks, you know, get some gummy worms or some something like that. I'm good on that stuff. Licorice. I mean, those are those are the top candies. Don't be giving out that bullshit that the ones that have like the the worst candy in the world. It's the absolute worst can- like forget about I mean, candy corn sucks. Uh circus peanuts are a a front to god. They're they're an absolute like just a complete blasphemy to, to the Lord and Savior himself. Um, 
what else? Uh, oh, the worst, though. The worst. There's a lot of bad candies out there, for sure. But the absolute worst are, I don't even know what they're called, but they're those little, they look like a strawberry. It's like a, it's like wrapped like a strawberry where the top is green and then the, the body of it's red. I don't know what it is about those, but they are just the most god-awful things. Black licorice, another terrible one. But they're just the most god-awful things, bro. Don't be handing that shit out. Or those, like, what's the other really, those, like, the black Laffy Taffies and shit? Nah, man. If it's, like, a no-name candy, if, it, if it's a candy that doesn't properly have a name, don't hand it out, okay? Give out name-brand shit. Kit Kats, Butterfingers. Be a decent human being, okay? Don't be handing out no toothbrushes and carrots. Come on. Let the kids get the candy, okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying about it. Um, let's move on. Another thing, Rob Zombie, aside from music, is very well known for, are his movies. He's made some awesome movies. He's made a couple stinkers, you know, a couple that just didn't hit. But he's had some more good than bad. I'll say that. The Firefly series, his best work. The Firefly trilogy, the Firefly trilogy, which is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and um, Three from Hell. Now, Three from Hell suffers from being made 15 years after the original. And it was, the storytelling itself wasn't great. And of course, you don't even have Captain Spaulding, who, I mean, if you're a guy, if, if, if you're Rob Zombie, and you can sit there and say that you created an iconic horror character such as Captain Spaulding. You won, my friend. You see Captain Spaulding and you know what that is. Now, you got to give a lot of credit to Sid Hag, who made that character what it was. But it wouldn't have been created without Rob Zombie. So, kudos to both of those guys for creating an iconic character in an original Rob Zombie movie. Of course, another iconic character that he. Uh, took on the directorial duties for Michael Myers. Now, this could be controversial, but I'll go out on a limb and say his remake, the 2007 remake of Halloween, the first one, is his best movie he's ever made. That I'll say it right here. It's the best movie he's ever made. It's my favorite. I could watch that movie over and over again. And a lot of people, you know, they have. There's a lot of naysayers about that movie. There's a lot of people who who are who don't like that movie for some reason. Now the second one, I'll give you. I'll give you that. I thought he went a little bit over the top with it. A lot more kills. You know, just trying to be more gory and a lot more tits and stuff like that. It's a very much a Rob Zombie movie. And then he adds like the uh, where he, where he's seeing his mom, where Michael Myers is seeing his mom with a white horse. It's like very just weird and Rob Zombie-esque, you know what I mean? But still, I stand by my statement that the original, the original, uh, or his, his first adaptation of Halloween is his best work. And I'll even go out on a limb and say that that's the best Halloween movie out there. That's, that's probably super controversial, you know what I mean? But I'm not a fan of, like, 
I'm not the guy. I'm not nostalgic for old movies like that. Like, I didn't grow up with classic horror. I didn't grow up with the slashers and stuff like that. So there's the purists out there that love the originals. And I totally understand that. I get it. I'm not that guy. I prefer the remakes. I think remakes, in 80% of the cases, 80% of the time, the remake is better than the original. I thought the, the remake of Texas Chainsaw, the 2003 one, is the best Texas Chainsaw there is. And of course, don't, don't mistake what I'm saying as I don't appreciate or I don't like respect the originals. Of course. I, I, I have all the respect in the world. And there are classic moments in those movies that deserve their, their praise. But overall, you know, the cinematography the storytelling, the flow of the movies, the, the music, everything overall is generally better to me on remakes. As I said before, Texas Chainsaw, way better. It's the best one of the series. The, the remake of Friday the 13th, the 2009 Friday the 13th is the best Friday the 13th. Here's another controversial statement, okay? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, uh, getting myself in trouble all over the place with the horror community. <laughs> Friday the 13th is one of the most overrated movie franchises of all time. Now, of course, Jason Voorhees is an iconic horror villain. He's an iconic movie personality. I mean, I made my fucking thing look like Jason. I, I wore a Jason mask for my... For my uh, Friday the 13th show, which I actually should tell you about that here in a minute, too. I'll, I'll, I'll break down that, that one for you, too. But anyway, um, I have nothing against Jason himself, but those movies fucking sucked. All of them. There wasn't a good one among them. The, the, the original ones. The remake is by far the best one. Um... And you know what else I found out that I recently learned about Friday the 13th that makes me even hate it more? The creators, the director, or I don't know if it was the director, but the writers, the original writers and producers of Friday, of Friday the 13th, directly, they came out and said that they ripped off Halloween. They wanted to make Halloween and just do it slightly different. And you can tell by the way that, you know, they're doing the first person killer thing and then like, uh, it's a masked, like they're very, Jason and Michael are very similar in a lot of ways. And, and it, now it makes sense because the creators of Friday the 13th directly ripped off Halloween and they said it, they came out and said, yeah, we want to make Halloween just a little different. We just want to recreate that movie because it was so successful at that time. So Hall uh, Friday the 13th is, was one of the like absolute most overrated horror franchises of all time. Um, more remakes though. Uh, I thought the remake of, well, okay. I'll, I'll tell you right now, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake sucked. That was horrible. And the Chucky remake was just God awful. The Chucky remake with Mark Hamill, like it had all the potential in the world and they just completely did not do good with that. And Chucky is a great series. Child's Play franchise might be one of the best franchises out there. It's one of the best horror franchises of all time. 
Um, I guess you could count. I'll throw in the Scream remakes. I'm not going to say they're better than the original, but they're as good. I think they're, uh, they're like on par. The original is great. I actually just watched that one not too long ago. The original Scream. Scream's another great horror franchise that I never gave the time of day to until like more recently. Same with Chucky. Chucky's great. F- uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the f- series like as a whole, as a whole franchise, are not nearly as good as they get the credit for, to be completely honest. Oh, here's another one. The Leprechaun remake. I thought the Leprechaun remake was way better than the original. So remakes generally are better. And another one I'll mention for you, because I just recently saw this, the new Exorcist movie, Exorcist Believer, while not a remake of the original, it's clearly like trying to be like the original. Like they basically did remake the original. They just did it differently. And it does follow the story, the timeline of the original. So it is part of it. But the way they did it, the way they like just did the whole thing, it's it's basically a remake of the original. And I thought it was great. I've had many a debates with people who tried to like who are trying to say it's it wasn't nearly as good as I as I'm saying it is. Fuck all that. I thought it was great. I thought the storyline was great. I thought it flowed very like the pacing of it was good. I thought um the actors were fantastic. I thought the storytelling was good. It it got right to the chase. It didn't fuck around. It's a great homage to the original. And I and I'll stand here and say I'm not saying it's better than the original because the original Exorcist is one of my all-time favorite horror movies ever. Still to this day terrifies me. But it's a great homage to the original. It's just as good. Like it's good for different reasons. Let's say that. It's it's there's a lot to like about it. And it and it it pays respect to the original. That's what I'll say about the new Exorcist movie. Go see it for yourself. Let me know if I'm like way off off on that, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. So that's that's my take on that. Um What else about was there anything else I wanted to say about remakes and horror movies? It's funny to see like the evolution of horror too. Like I so honestly, I've become a bigger horror movie fan in the last like 3 years. I never used to like horror movies, but now horror movies are kind of the only good movies like they're the only good original movies that come out anymore because everything else is just a remake or an avengers marvel movie a superhero movie um or yeah it's just like a remake or a prequel or a sequel that's pretty much all they do the the best movies that come out are disney movies like disney pixar movies or horror movies which is so funny because they're completely the opposite um, but like I said, the new Exorcist movie was good. Apparently that movie, um, Let Me In, I think is what it's called. Apparently that's a really good movie. Smile was a, like, apparently, I haven't seen that one either. But apparently Smile was a really good movie that came out, I think, last year. So a lot of good original horror movies. Now, I'll tell you this right now. Insidious, the new Insidious, fucking sucked. The first one was okay. I'll say that. I never really got into the Insidious franchise. The first one was good. This new one, don't waste your time. Absolute waste of time. It was horrible. But um, as far as uh, as far as the uh, 
evolution of horror. It's 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 kind of interesting to see. Um, obviously, you originally had the monster movies, the original Universal monster movies, Dracula, The Wolfman, The Invisible Man, Frankenstein, classics. Hard to watch. I will say that. I tried to watch those a couple years back. That was like my kick was trying to watch all the uh, the original monster movies. While nostalgic and like it's cool to like kind of leap back in time a little bit and see how they made films. Really hard to watch. The pacing is so bad and, you know, it's just not good. But um, then you then basically. I don't know what you had there in the middle, but I guess really the next big wave was the slashers. You know, you had Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween. That wave took over. And that went up until like the 90s and the 2000s when you had the teenage... Well, actually the 90s. It was more the 90s was the teenage slashers. I know what you did last summer. Uh, Scream. These were like the self-aware type movies. Kind of a little bit, kind of a little bit campy, but also, you know... It was the teenage slasher movies. That's what those were pretty much called. Then in the 2000s, you had the torture porn. It was all about gore. How, how much blood can you spill? This is where all the remakes came in. And then you had like Saw and Hostel and movies like that. M- then you move forward to now. And basically from 2010 to now, it's kind of, well, 2015 to now, let's say. Uh, my timeline's probably all fucked up. But the big thing now are these, like, uh, like, uh, what do you call them? Like, paranormal movies. Like, Hereditary or The Conjuring, Annabelle. It's more about, like, ghosts and spirits. And honestly, that shit does not scare me. And obviously, you know, you had movies that were, like, you know, you had paranormal movies that were back then, too. But I'm just saying, like, the general wave the general like thing that everybody was watching and making were what i just said the ghost movies the the uh, conjuring you know whatever spiritual movies those don't scare me not that i don't completely believe in ghosts i to an extent do i'm just not scared of them i'm not scared of like like possession scares me in a way but overall i'm just not that scared of like ghosts and spirits and things like that you know what does scare me? A guy with a knife chasing you that could kill you. That scares me. Murder. Because that can happen in real life. Crazy enough, huh? I'm scared of getting killed. But yeah, that, that's the shit that scares me. A guy wielding an axe chasing you down the street. Dude, I can't hear a chainsaw and not like almost piss my pants. That, the Texas Chainsaw movie, the 2003 one, scared me so bad. Like it traumatized me as a child. I couldn't go into a basement for like three years after seeing that movie. Yeah, it was, that, that movie scarred me. And I have like residual fear, even now. Oh yeah, and another movie that came out recently, I think it was last year, maybe it was earlier this year, I don't remember. That Winnie the Pooh movie, the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, bro, suck my dick. There was people that saw it and they're like, it was actually pretty good. I'm like, dude, it was a movie about Winnie the Pooh murdering people. Like, I saw a review of it. I saw, like, you know, clips and things like that. It looks boring as all get out. It looks stupid. And then they just put out a story that said, like, a third grade teacher 
played that movie for his class. Because, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm assuming he mistakenly just like, oh, it's Winnie the Pooh. Click. And then just like wasn't paying attention. However, the movie is in full name called Winnie the Pooh, or Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Doesn't sound like an average Winnie the Pooh movie, if you ask me. If I saw that on paper, I probably wouldn't be like, hmm, that's an interesting name choice for a children's cartoon. I wouldn't just be like, well, let's just, let's just throw it on. Anyway. And then, a, and, and you would assume, like I said, it was a, it was a mistake. Uh, you know, he didn't mean to do that. He's going to go, uh, oops, turns it off, whatever. And, and just wasn't paying attention as the movie is playing. The children reportedly were screaming at him to turn it off. They repeatedly told him, turn it off. And he wouldn't. So now I can only assume he did it on purpose and was going to play it off like a mistake. Bro, what an idiot. Hilarious, though. Like, it is hilarious as an outsider, but probably horrifying for the children, especially if it's a child that, like, grew up loving Winnie the Pooh. They don't need to see that shit. God damn. Mm. I do want to tell you about uh about my Friday the 13th show, though, with the band, because I never got an opportunity to tell you about that. Dude, one of the best shows we've ever played. By far. It was at least the funnest, you know? It, it was so fun. We all dressed up. I, I poured a bunch of fake blood on myself. Um, It was a great time. Thank you to everybody that came out. Thank you to everybody who dressed up. Thank you to everybody who, like, stood up front and fucking jumped with us and and there was it was by far our biggest turnout the most people we've ever had thirsty street absolutely rocks great music venue great sound like the 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 acoustics in there are great i'm so glad to have like another because we all we always play at craft local we love craft local it's but it's hard to have one real like reliable venue that you can only go to it's nice to kind of bounce around a little bit so it's great to know thirsty street is is another one and i and i guarantee based on what we the show we put on and and the amount of people that we brought to that show we will almost certainly be welcomed back i would hope as well as uh just saying in general we would love to be back because that was a fantastic time great venue I mean, I can't say enough about the staff and everybody there. Like, and just spacious. It's like built perfectly for music, the way they put the stage and everything. And we had a couple technical difficulties. Um, Aaron's bass kind of, something went wrong with his bass. It was uh, like screeching. And so we had to figure that out. And to for me, I dropped the ball big time because... I kind of was just standing there, like waiting for him to fix it rather than like engaging with the crowd. I dropped the ball. You know, I should have been more engaged with the crowd. I should have tr- figured something out quicker to like not just stand there and be like, uh, 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 uh. like I at the moment thought it was going to be a quick fix. You know, we turn around, fix it real quick, and it'd be good. And um, it just wasn't. It, it, it was a little bit, it took a little longer than I thought. Granted, I will get, I will give myself a, a half a pat on the back because I did, um, I did have I told Drew I went up to Drew and I was like, hey, just do a guitar solo. Like that's something that will fill the time, right? Just do a guitar solo. 
that'll be good enough. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, let's just do that. And it went, yeah. And it, it played out good. I just wish I would have been a little quicker on the trigger to do that and kind of keep the crowd in, into it, you know? And then of course, afterwards I start thinking of all these other things that I could have and should have done to keep the crowd engaged. So a learning experience on top of it being an absolutely fantastic show. I thought it was the best we sounded in all honesty. We had a couple of mess ups, you know, timing wise, but other than that, I thought it sounded really good. Um, the performance of course, with it helps when you're in costume and it's just a little bit more performative, but I thought our performance itself was really good. Uh, not, not, not a lot of bad things I can say about that. Like I said, a, I had a little bit of a learning experience. So next time we have anything that comes up like that, I will be more prepared. I'll have more things in the back pocket that I can, I can like look back on this moment and say, okay, learn from your mistake. Now, you know, you have a couple of things in the back pocket that you can pull out if we ever have to deal with a, uh, a time like that again. So I'm glad that I had to, that I got to experience that. So, you know what? Even during the Halloween episode, I'm going to I'm going to throw out some positive motivational words for you. Take every bad moment as a learning experience. Anytime you are faced with adversity, anytime that you come across something that that poses a difficulty to you, just learn from it. And next time you face those difficulties, if ever again, you can uh you can overcome it because you will have learned from it. You will have, now you're, you have the experience to be able to say, oh, I've dealt with this before. I know now that I can do this differently and make it a better situation. So that's your positive motivational message for you for the week. So there you go. That's what I got for you. Um, we still got a little bit of time to kill here. So I thought... Why not do some like horror movie trivia? Since we've talked a lot about horror movies, I am dressed up like the director himself, Rob Zombie. And as I said, I've been really getting into horror a lot lately. You know, I've actually been been really getting into horror movies and in the last few years. So I figured now would be, uh, you know, a, as good a time as any to test my knowledge, right? And that might be kind of fun for everybody here. So you can play at home and tell me if I'm fucking up or not and tell me where I'm doing wrong. So I'm just going to use it on the computer here. So hopefully it doesn't give any sounds or anything. So I apologize if there are. Let's go horror movie trivia. Okay. Is this like going to give me, is this one that I can actually like answer? Or does it already just give me the answer? Yeah, it just gives me the answer. What the fuck? I need a game. I need it to be a game. No, I don't want to sign up for your fucking thing. Thanks, though. Thanks, Reader's Digest. I believe that's what I picked. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The ultimate horror movie quiz is what this says. So, I, like I said, I've not researched any of this stuff. Like, I haven't, like, looked at a previous quiz. I'm not trying to cheat or nothing. So, let's start the quiz. Okay. What is the name of the killer clown in Stephen King's It? Well, that would be Pennywise. Also a great movie. One of my all-time favorites. Another remake. Boom. Another remake that's better than the original. Now, obviously, huge shout-out to Tim Curry 
and the original it fantastic by far but you gotta give it up to the to the remake it was so good at least part one just like the original you know the original it part one was better than part two and same with the remake so another remake though that was definitely better than the original in my opinion all right what is the name of the main villain in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, come on. Okay, Leatherface. They said it was the ultimate quiz. You know, like, these are pretty easy questions. Here's Johnny. What is the name of the hotel where The Shining takes place? Now, that's actually a pretty good question. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the Overlook Hotel. And it is. What was the name of the infamous fishing boat used in the climactic shark hunt at the end of jaws this is a good question i don't think i've never actually seen jaws but a movie that well deserves being mentioned as a great horror movie um i'm gonna say spellbound based on the options i have here no it was orca okay well fucking obviously i didn't i've never seen that movie and just like i said i haven't okay how does the mostly unseen monster from It Follows decide to target. So, another movie I have not seen, but I've heard really good things about It Follows. Apparently, and you know what? I got to give a shout out also to us and um, just uh, the other, Nope, right? The the um, Jordan Peele movies. Uh, this is uh, Sexual Partners. I, I do know that. Uh, the It Follows thing has to do with um, you have sex with somebody and then the thing follows you kind of like a final destination type thing. Final destination, another like teen slasher type movie. Who was the main protagonist in the scream series? The protagonist. Well, the, the main protagonist is the all time greatest final girl. In my opinion, Sydney Prescott with now I should say this. Sydney Prescott, the greatest final girl of all time. Mostly because she's an absolute boss. And she's smoking hot. But I gotta give a... Uh, a nod to Sherry... Uh, is it Sherry Strode? Or Carrie Strode? Right? Strode. From Halloween. But it's Sydney Prescott is the answer to this one. Correct. Before he was caught and burned to death... By an angry by angry townspeople, Freddy Krueger was a serial killer known as the I believe it to be the Springwood Slasher. Yes. Now another thing I got to say too in regards to remakes versus originals that I hear a lot of complaint like complaints about is the, uh, they complain that the remakes dive too much in the backstory of the killers. You know, like the Texas Chainsaw, you get more of a of an origin story of Leatherface. Um, in the new Jason, you get more of like a or the new Friday the Thirteenth. Rob Zombie's Halloween is a great example, like where he really delve into why Michael Myers is Michael Myers. I like that. I know it makes the like the killer a little bit too relatable to, and like you care a little bit too much about him in a way because you sympathize with them sometimes. But I like having, like, a purpose. Why is this guy a crazy killer? 
what's the like even if it's just because he's a uh like a possessed demon that's a reason enough for me explain that don't just have a killer to kill you know kind of explain it that's what i like that about the remakes what is the name of the mysterious hypnotic location that chris finds himself in during get out Oh, I do know this one. I Like I said, I have not seen this movie, but I know my shit. I pay attention. It's called The Sunken Place. Yep. It's where she, like, hypnotizes him with the tea or whatever, right? I've seen that scene. All right. Uh, the Purge, another movie I have never seen. I have a lot of, I got a lot of horror movies to catch up on, and I've been watching a lot of them. The Purge is about a 24-hour period where all crime is legal in america how often does this happen once a year right once every year that's yep i am correct the bad guy in don't breathe might be the old and blind might be old and blind but he's hiding a big secret in the basement what is it another movie i have not seen and i don't think i know the answer to this i would Based on these options here, I'm going to say stolen government documents. Nope. A kidnapped woman. That makes more sense. I'm a fucking idiot. Michael Myers' mask is actually a mask of what Star Trek character? Definitely know this. It is James T. Kirk. Or William Shatner. Which is so weird that it's that. Which film is typically create, credited as creating the genre of found footage horror movies? Blair Witch Project. Greatest... What? What? Okay. It wasn't Blair Witch. It was apparently can Cannibal Holocaust, which, you know what? If I would have actually paid attention and looked at the other answers, I would have actually known that. Crazy enough, I would have gotten that right. But the Blair Witch Project is like the all-time greatest found footage document or um, movie so but i did forget about cannibal holocaust so one of the most like crazy movies as well i guess if you are unlucky enough to watch the cursed videotape in the ring you get a phone call what does the voice on the other end say it says seven days yep i have seen that movie dr hannibal lecter and imprisoned cannibalistic serial killer helps the FBI track down which fictional criminal in Silence of the Lambs. Now, this is another absolutely great movie. The first one, for sure. Uh, and the answer is Buffalo Bill. It puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. The Conjuring franchise. Oh, my favorite. The Conjuring franchise contains a possessed doll uh, who went on having its own series of spinoff movies. What is the doll's name? Annabelle. It's Annabelle. Or is it Chucky? That's an option on here. Okay, last one. We'll do one more. Everyone knows the original killer in the Saw series as Jigsaw, but what was his real name? It's Tobin Bell. No, that's the actor's name. His real name is John Kramer. Boom, 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 all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up this this week. Thank you so much for joining me here on the very special, always fun to do, annual Halloween special. 
It's it was the first holiday special we ever did on the show, and I will always come back to doing this again because it's so fun. I love doing these, and uh, yeah, I mean, I what more can I say? I these are these are the fun times in in a time in this world where there's a lot of really bad shit going on, when there's a lot of dark things, human atrocities going on. It's good to to not consume that all the time and not to take that in. Like it's hard not to because these are real events that are going on and real people are suffering and you don't want to ignore that. But it's good to have an escape. It's good to sit back and and like and not fall into the darkness. So while this is the spooky dark Halloween episode, you know, we got to keep it light. Because life's a garden, man. That's what it's all about. We got to keep it light. We got to keep it fun. And that's what we did here today. So thank you so much for joining me. Happy Halloween to you all. And most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden.